Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Before we get into tonight's topic, we'll start by addressing a couple of emails, randomly picked two emails. The first one, Lori from Little Rock, Arkansas. Papa Bear, I love your interviews with Rue McKendrick of the American Perimeter Trail. He comes across as just a sincere person who really loves what he's doing and is really dedicated to to the goal of the American Perimeter Trail. Lori, you're absolutely right. Rue is just such an incredible person. What he has done, his accomplishments, not just physically, but the way he's throwing his heart into what he's doing, he is an incredible person. Go check out the American Perimeter Trail's website. They're in the they're in the middle of a membership drive right now. See what they're doing, and if, if your heart's in it, I know it's the holidays, but if you can give a couple bucks to the American Perimeter Trail, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Next, we have Ellen from Gary, Indiana. Ellen says, hey, Papa Bear, I've been using the same backpacking gear now for 12 years, and I feel like I'm at a point where I'm ready to upgrade. I don't want to empty the bank doing so. I'm not at a point in my life where I'm ready to do a thru-hike. It's about 10 to 15 years out for me. But is there a way I can do this without spending $500 on a backpack, $600 on a tent, etc., etc.? Is there a middle ground? Is there a more economical way for me to get better, lighter equipment to replace the cheap, heavy equipment I bought 12 years ago? P.S. Love the podcast. Love your interviews. You have great guests on. Hey, thank you, Lori. I really appreciate that feedback. Yeah, Lori, there is. There's a way you can do this without breaking the bank. And we're going to talk about that tonight. Now, we can either go into this, we can be entry level, or maybe we're at that point where we just want to upgrade. I want to first say, the gear companies, they want you to spend your money. And in the days, now we're in a time of social media, we're always plugged in. We now have what's called gear ambassadors and or product ambassadors, all sorts of names for people who are out there helping them push their gear on YouTube and on podcasts. I'm probably going to blow any chance I have of ever getting any free gear or having one of these companies sponsor me, but I don't really care. They want you to spend your money. There's a company out there, and I'm not going to name names. You know, if they want to give me some free gear or money, I'll name their names, but they're not going to like me after I say this. There's a backpack company out there that two years ago or three years ago changed the design of their backpack. I had bought one, I was using this backpack. I used it for three years, and then I saw that it was coming out again, but in a different color. And it was $60 more, 50 or $60 more than what I had paid. And I thought, why Why is this so much more money? What did, did they change something? Is it lighter? I don't know. So I looked at it and said, no, it's the same backpack, just a different color. These companies sometimes literally will just change the color of their product and raise the price. Sometimes not by a lot. Sometimes it is by a considerable amount of money. They want us all to feel like we want the newest, brightest, shiniest things that are out there. They're in the business of selling gear. And I'm not, hey, look, that's their. That's how they make their money. And everybody's entitled to that. But as somebody who's looking to upgrade their gear, just keep in mind when you see these advertisements in magazines or you hear people talking about the gear, just be careful and understand these companies want you to spend your money. Their interest isn't in you shopping and looking for a, a more economical alternative to their product or even worse, making your own gear. And this is not limited to backpacks. I, there's a tent company out there who I have a lot of respect for. They've done the same thing. Don't get sucked into saying, I need the newest, shiniest thing. I have a formula I use when I'm going to upgrade something, and I'll get into that in a minute. Then there's the next level, that elite tier of gear. And again, I'm, I'm probably blowing any chance I have of getting a sponsorship here. But that's not why I do this. You only need to buy that elite tier of gear if you're planning a through hike or if you're somebody that's backpacking like every weekend. Believe me, there's gear manufacturers out there that are making lightweight quality gear 
at an affordable price. And I'm saying affordable in that mid-range level. The products that these cottage industry companies are making are fantastic. I'm not questioning their quality at all. I just, my feelings are, if you're a casual backpacker, if you're somebody that only goes out a handful of times a year, maybe you go on a two-week journey a year, you really don't need to spend that much money. You're really better off going for a mid-level mid-brand. And those, when I speak of mid-level, I'm speaking of the ones you can find in the, I don't know how to how best to put this, maybe uh, without naming names, those um, outdoor, chain outdoor companies, uh, the box stores, yeah, that have initials, <clears throat> REI, um, EMS, and they actually have people working there that'll help you. Cantmore is great. Cantmore, the people that work there, they only hire people who are knowledgeable in the gear they're selling. If you live in the northern New Jersey area, there you'll find quality mid-level gear and people who can assist you and make sure you make a wise purchase. Uh, the stuff you're buying in these box stores where you can buy your bath towels, a suitcase, some soup, and then your your camping gear, you're going to get garbage for the most part. You're going to get heavy gear that's not going to hold up for very long. But I wouldn't I wouldn't blame anybody for starting off there. That's that's a good start off point, especially if you're on a budget. Get your feet wet, see if it's something you like. I mean, it could be argued that if you have gear that's too heavy, you're not going to like it. It's going to um, take away from the enjoyment. But maybe you shouldn't be going out on a multi-night trip on your first trip. Maybe you should just do a, a one-nighter. And or do one nighters to start off, and the heavier gear won't be as much of an issue. Now, on to what my gripe is. I've been looking to replace my sleeping pad. I've been using the same sleeping pad I paid $56, I believe, for it about six or seven years ago. I purchased it because it's wide. I'm a restless sleeper, I'm a side sleeper. These 20 inch pads just don't do it for me. When I started going with the inflatable mattresses, I was like, wow, half my body sometime in the night is off of this thing. So I went with this wider one and I like it. But I started thinking, it seems a bit on the heavy side. It weighs about 18 ounces. Taking the stuff sack off, it comes in, no, not 18, maybe under 18. I think I got it down to about 17.8, somewhere in that neighborhood. I just started thinking maybe there's a, a lighter alternative to this. Because last year, or earlier this year, as you recall, I talked about how I'm starting to use a bear canister more often. I try to bring it with me when I can. So I'm trying to reduce that extra two pounds, or approximately two pounds extra that I'm carrying now. So I found a couple of things, a couple of ways to reduce it. Right now, my focus is on can I reduce weight as far as my sleeping mattress goes. I'm using an inflatable mattress, and I've been up and down the spectrum when it comes to sleeping pads. I've used closed foam. I've used the self-inflating. Now I've now I'm using the inflatable mattress, and mine, I believe, is about two and a half inches. And I enjoy, I like it, but I just look at the weight, and I think, can I get something lighter? The one I'm currently is at about 17.8, I think, without the stuff sack, and I don't bring the stuff sack with me. I just fold it up and put it in my backpack. So I started looking, and I was blown away at the prices of these inflatable pads. $250 I saw one for. $250. And you know what? It weighed an ounce less than mine. So I started doing my research based on ounces saved. And I found one that was 8.8 ounces. And I said, wow, that, okay, that's a significant difference. It was $160. So I had to do a little investigation. So I went on and started looking for reviews of sleeping mattresses and sleeping pads. And the one I have, it's reviewed 
but it's usually just, yes, it's a nice pen and it's very affordable. But these other more expensive ones, you know, from the companies that are throwing all their money into the magazines, into their gear ambassadors, wow, boy, do they give them glowing reviews. And it always ends with, uh, yeah, the cons are a little on the heavier side, but still comfortable. To me, the biggest con is that, that we're being conned into spending so much more money to save one or two ounces. And that's what it comes down to a lot of times with this ultralight gear. Is sometimes it's just a matter of ounces. Now, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because, like I said, I'm always looking for the lightest gear I can find. But I have a formula I use. And with the exception of my sleeping bag and my tent, it's worked. I, I don't use my backpack at this point as something I... I have a light backpack that I'm happy with. But I'll just say with my tent and my sleeping bag. Those are the exceptions where I don't use this rule. It's called the $5 per ounce rule. I won't, I will weigh, look at the weight difference and then look at the price difference. And if it comes out to more than $5 per ounce, I'll pass on it. it might sound a bit like I'm being a bit cheap, a bit frugal, but, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I said, these gear manufacturers, they want us to empty our wallets. They want us to spend as much as we can. Now, I did a little write-up here in the two pads comparing the one I own to the lightest I can find. The lightest I can find isn't as wide as the one I own. It's actually two inches shorter on the sides. Three inches shorter, I'm sorry. It's pretty significant, especially if you're a restless sleeper like me. So mine came in at, I have the actual weight here, 17.2. And the lightest one was 8.8. .8. Price difference on these two pads is $150. The ounce difference, the weight, 8.4 ounces. That's $17.86 per ounce. Just not worth it. Just not worth it. I'll find other ways to save them, save my ounces, but I am not going to spend $150 more just to save 8.4 ounces. Now you might ask, why is the sleeping bag the exception? Because I, I'm not just looking for the lightest sleeping bag. I am looking for the highest quality sleeping bag. Sleeping bag is an area I'm going to tell everyone that is where you do not want to skimp. Back in my days as a scout leader, today, people ask, you do not want to skimp when it comes to a sleeping bag. You want a quality sleeping bag. Some, you, you, the temperatures can drop low enough where it could become dangerous. Or maybe you're sick and that sleeping bag is going to be needed to help keep you warm or for, or for you to survive. Don't skimp on sleeping bags. But other areas, for example, these nice, uh, nice titanium spoons that weigh almost nothing. Go to an ice cream store. They've got these plastic spoons. You know what? They cost nothing and weigh about the same as the titanium spoons that they're charging you twelve to twenty dollars for. Bowls, right? I've got a plastic bowl sitting here that I'm going to put into my kit that I just picked up. Some of these manufacturers are charging twenty plus dollars for a bowl. I've got one here for free, and you know what? It weighs less than the twenty dollar bowl. Just don't let yourself get sucked into just spending the money. I know it's great to get nice shiny stuff and nice new gear. That's great. But also, you know what's better? Having the money to spend when you go on your backpacking trips. It's nice to have a few bucks in your pocket if you want to stop on the way home and get a cold beer or, or a bite to eat. That's better to me than, than having a $100 stove compared to my, my $15 stove I use. You deserve it. You deserve to keep some of that money in your pocket. 
Now, I'm not saying these gear manufacturers are bad people or they're evil. I've spoken to some some of the gear manufacturers. In fact, they're some of the nicest people I've spoken to in the time I've been doing this podcast. I'm just saying, keep in mind, their interest may be a little different than yours. Yours is in finding gear that's going to suit your needs. Their interest is in selling as much of their gear as they possibly can. I'm really not trying to sound negative here. Because I know I've probably had something not so flattering to say about every manufacturer or price point or place to buy gear and i really that and and that's not true there all these levels all these different types of gear these manufacturers all have different purposes and are helpful to the industry however we need to look at our needs Uh, just because our favorite youtuber is using a certain tent or backpack doesn't mean it's the right one for us if you look at it and you say wow that's a lot of money i'm not sure it's worth it it probably isn't worth it like i said unless you're doing a a through hike. If you're looking at a piece of gear and you're questioning if is it worth it for me to spend that much money on that one piece of gear, you probably should be stepping back and looking at the next price price point down. Don't price yourself out of doing this. You're better off putting that money in your pocket and go out and get yourself some ice cream on the way home. Stop for a cold beer if that's your thing, or grab a bite to eat at a diner. Here's a reminder: the American Perimeter Trail is conducting a membership drive. We'll have a link to their website in the description for this podcast i don't want anybody trying to write this down while you're driving i love all you guys and i really don't want to risk losing any of you so when you get home and you're in a safe place go to this description for this episode and their website a link to it will be in the description here also go to martin outside yes we have a youtube channel now called martin outside and you can see some clips of what we're up to these days most recently, we were out at Lehigh Gap. We hiked the Appalachian Trail on the uh, Superfund site. We went up that big, nice, big, steep climb to get up there. Really nice hike. Beautiful weather. Uh, Peekaboo and I had a lot of fun out there last Sunday. That'll be up there. Go check it out. Also, make sure you subscribe. Give us a thumbs up or a rating of this podcast. Give us some feedback. I always look forward to reading everybody's messages. I try to to respond to as many as I can. Uh, They're always very positive and supportive, so just keep sending those messages. Meanwhile, everybody get outside, have some fun, and be safe. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at PapaBearHikes at gmail.com. Or check us out at PapaBearHikes01 on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.